Welcome to City Limits. I'm Kevin. And I'm Ann. Ann, we're going to shift gears a little bit. Uh, this is part two <laughs> of our Memorial Day uh, celebration podcast. <laughs> um, so um, there was a finance meeting last Wednesday um, to discuss uh, the mayor's proposal to use a $475 million bond to cover Quincy's outstanding unfunded pension liabilities. Mm-hmm. It's- so it's a it's a big it's a big number and it's um it's a big problem and a lot of communities are having this problem right now. Um, they have to have um, they have to have the pension obligations fully funded by twenty thirty seven. That's a state mandate. So Quincy has been as we as we've talked before, Kevin Quincy has been rated a D or an F over the last ten to fifteen years because we're not keeping up with the. Um, with the, the pension obligations, and we're, we're putting the money into it, but the other side of it is the investments are really underperforming on the retirement side. So we're you know we're having to come up with all this money. That's that's part of our 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 budget every single year. And by doing this bond, it cleans up one part of it, which basically is by saying we're gonna we're gonna take a loan out. We're gonna bond four hundred and seventy five million dollars, and we won't have that obligation per se is big on our on our yearly budget we'll have a little bit lower be like maybe 14 million dollars instead of 32 million dollars no savings traditionally to the taxpayers you won't feel it in your pocket it just means that well we'll be taking that larger piece off we'll be able to you know manage they'll they'll be able to you know do the regular stuff that they're doing right now but no savings to the taxpayers and then on the other side right now the quincy retirement board manages about 400 million dollars currently and we take that 475 and we add it to the 400 and now they're managing 875 million dollars. <laughs> wow. And even the mayor has uh, admitted that he's not happy with no, the in, job they've done. In every in every article, podcast, um, in every place that you can pick up where you're talking about, there's two parts of it. It's the unfunded liability that we have to pay that's on our books. That's that's really kind of it's every community's having this problem. It's very hard because it keeps growing every year, four million dollars, and that's that's the bonding part. That's the part that you know the rates are low. We can do this. That's you know that's the part that we're talking about right now. But to add to it, it's that it's the management of the other side. It's how do we make sure that we don't create a second unfunded liability, tax liability to the taxpayers of the city of Quincy that won't show up for maybe another 20, 30 years, but will be there if we do not perform in that investment. And that's the big part that I'm concerned about. And the mayor has been as vocal about this, that the Quincy Retirement Board has not been, you know, meeting that their their lackluster returns on their investments, that, you know, if something has to be fixed. So this is putting money <laughs> into, you know, taking the money, fixing the problem on our on our year-to-year budget, but c- then taking that good money and putting it into a bad pot that's not investing correctly. That's my big concern is right. that we're not managing it correctly. We're not investing it correctly. And, um, and right. you know, it's, it's going to get it, one, a 1% mistake, Kevin, is a $9 million mistake. A $9 million yeah. mistake. So it's I big. hope that, yeah, I hope that detail wasn't missed. Yeah. Um, and I know he wants to introduce or, or add a couple people, right? Yeah. So there's some legislation that, that, that would have to go home room petition to go to the state to be able to add two more people to the current board that's five members of five. And this is by no means, to, I'm, I, when I say these things, it's, it's not to say that these five people aren't doing a good job. It's just they may not be getting the advice that they that they need. And it's it's heavy. It's it's really important. And I wouldn't want to be responsible for it, Kevin. It's, it's you know, it's it's wealth management. It's it's making sure that you're, create, you know, you're picking the right investments 
Um, you make, you're making the right choices to be able to invest in that. And when you don't, you don't get that return and it's going to be a big, you know, it's going to be a big problem going forward. So, you know, really this is the opportunity that Quincy would have Quincy's retirement board that would, they would have is to maybe go and, and hire the right people that know how to do that, to have all of the resources for them, that there's no hidden fees. It's not going to cost us more in the long run because the key to it. And I think, um, Cindy McNerney from Hill must have said manage. It has to be managed. It needs to be managed. <laughs> Everything comes down to how it's yeah. managed because, and, and, and very clearly stated that she's not an investment, she's not an investment person. So she's not going to be able to tell you how to do that, but it's, it's the key to that. Um, right. She said it's, it's up to the city to manage this through the next 20 <laughs> to 30 years, depending on how long of a bond it's taken mm-hmm. out. The fact that you are funding the unfunded pension liability doesn't mean you don't have all that debt to pay back. You have to pay back the debt. The debt is going to be less than what funding the unfunded pension liability what be would be. Today. But that is assuming you are going to earn that return, and that's the key part. Yeah, yeah. And I, and it, I sometimes think like you know that's a, it's you know Cindy she's a hired advisor um, for a bond for the bond council, and she's giving us advice. But the key to that is that she's saying that the city, you know, by doing this, yes, we're going to take that that piece off of our budget and be able to maybe breathe a little bit easier, but there's other side. If you're not managing that money correctly, if you're not investing it correctly, if you're not making, making the investments that you need to be making, then you are creating a second unfunded liability. Yep. So um, I want that to be clear to people at home. It's a big concern of mine. Right. And, it, and they pointed out there are other communities that are doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Worcester, Brockton. Brockton, Brockton is doing it again. Mm-hmm. Um, Worcester had some problems with it too. So, yeah. You know, they didn't make their, so if you have to do it again, so some towns are not doing 100% of it, but, you know, if they're coming back and doing it again, because they didn't make their investments, they've had the second unfunded liability. So. Yeah, I know Andover is looking at it, mm-hmm. and we, we we did some research. They've had this out for almost a year, mm-hmm. getting all kinds of public um, yeah, commentary. So, um, yeah, Quincy's had none, so we've not had one public meeting about it. It showed up in the paper. We've heard about it. It's, you know, it's no-brainer. I love the when people tell us no-brainer. It's This is really... This is high finance at what we're talking about. And um, Andover has been, you know, doing, you know, basically has been doing their due diligence and basically right. sharing the information with the public and educating people on it. And they actually put together a team of people um, that they're that they're working on it to be able to show what the funding challenges are, how they can over how they can how they can manage that. And, you know, they, they've put together a full package. Suggested some new new ways of doing things mm-hmm. with um, investment committee. and Yeah, investment committee. And making sure that they had the right, you know, have yeah. people with underwriting experience and management, right. uh, you know, advisors and, you know, people that are, that are, that we don't have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, I know they're, they have a town meeting, I think June 5th. And I think mm-hmm. that's on the warrant, I guess they call it. Yeah. Um, and then, so so um, Mr. Mason is the chief financial officer for mm-hmm. the city. He presented it, and um, he introduced a new employee, Mr. Kosher, mm-hmm. I think, or yep. Kosher, Mr. Yep. Kosher. Yeah, um, he's an asset manager that was hi- was hired with, um, and Councillor Palmucci pointed this out with COVID money. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> I know, you know exactly what our COVID money should be doing is going out to be hiring. Um, you know, a, a bond specialist. Yeah. Um, who's a really specialist because I looked him up on LinkedIn. He's yeah, you, you did look him up on LinkedIn. They didn't seem to like that, but I thought that was 
stroke of brilliance you don't expect to see your city councilor multitasking. Well, thank you, Kevin. <laughs> um, but I was just curious. The thing is, when I when I heard that we had this person and the wealth of experience that they were coming with, I thought maybe they might be on their second career. You know, like you know, had had done their. Yeah. And he was he's a young guy, and it doesn't mean that he's not a smart guy. It's just it's just concerning to me because you know, they're, they're being presented one way. And um, and I'm concerned because it, it, I wouldn't want that in my again I wouldn't want that to be my on my shoulders because you make we make a little mistake a one percent mistake it's nine million dollars yeah, he does have some investment experience but he also has most of his later experience right now is is marketing mm -hmm. and a product manager so mm -hmm. um, not necessarily what I think the city be, should be hiring but. Yeah. Well, it's again. I'm going to go back to. I know what my specialty is, and what I'm not. What I'm not good at, and I think this is a strength of most people. I bring people. I make sure that I, I'm surrounded by the people who know what they're doing because I don't always know what's best. And this one would be one of the ones that I'd say I'd want to make sure that I have, you know, the smartest of people around me, making sure we're investing it correctly. Nine million dollars. We're almost talking about a billion dollars right. of investments. And you know, this is this is. We want to do. If we're going to do this, you have to do it right, and we have to make sure that we're, you know, we're being represented by somebody who's going to be able to ensure that we make make those returns. Yeah, and I think that point was driven home by you and, and by Councillor Keene. And I know that the mayor was on his podcast. He said he said some have said, "What if? What if? What if?" We can do that all day long, right? Mm -hmm. But if it hits the fan, we are going to have a problem anyways because whatever number we're paying is going to go up we get dinged up either way it's a very short-sighted way of looking at something so <laughs> the what if is like what if we actually did it right <laughs> yeah um and then so so let me see if we go to the counselors get some credit here first you it's definitely a huge concern if not managed correctly i understand you're saying it's going to be managed correctly i'm just concerned about that Mm -hmm. It doesn't make me worry because it seems like a great idea sometimes could be a tricky thing to do. Um, and then Councillor uh, Kane, Ward 3 Councillor Kane, he likewise, likewise raised concerns about the board's ability to oversee the investments, calling their performance over the past six years dismal mm -hmm. and inconsistent. inconsistent. The investments grew 20% in 2017, he said, citing a report provided the counselors, but the return the following year was negative 3%. Mm -hmm. So, um, and he also said he would like more information on how the board plans to invest $475 million going forward, because that's a lot of money to deploy. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that information has been provided. No, no. I, in fact, the, the, nothing is going to change from what I understand. It's, it's basically, we're going to say yes to this bond. They'll start deploying it. Their current system that they have right now is they have an investment advisor that advises the um, Quincy Retirement Board on you know their high risk, um, you know the high high medium and low risk. They choose the ones they want. They go out and they invest it and they hope that they make it. That's not a good plan. That's not a good way to manage. I would say that you would want to put this in the hands of people who are their professional. It's their one job, and let it be managed by them. And and you know you you get to manage them too, but they would be they would be pretty much focusing on everything to make sure that they're going to get that return for you and not in the hands of five or seven people that that's not their background. Yep. I certainly, as a marketing person, I wouldn't want to be that, that person. So. Right. Um, if anyone has worked in, in money management before they would know 475 million is a lot of money to deploy with no offense to the retirement board. A 
crack team of the board and an executive director and maybe someone else in there, he said. So. That was Ian Kane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I agreed with him. I mean, wholeheartedly agreed with him. And I was, I was happy, I was happy to hear him ask those questions. And right. you know, these, these are, um, these are the fine details that you do have to pay attention to before you go out and bond this. And if the city of Quincy comes back and has some great answers for us, I'd feel a little bit better. Yeah. He did bring up a name, Brian Whitworth, which mm -hmm. is, I guess, a we took the time we went back. You know, yeah. So we listened to some of his, um, information, some of his videos, mm -hmm. um, and, He's kind of he's not coming down either way, but he's, he he did stress that um, to do this correctly, you have to have a municipal advisor, or underwriter, or a bond bond council because uh, POBs are different, and there are m many fine details mm -hmm. that can increase or decrease savings. We recommend that you work with an experienced team. So experienced team is mm -hmm. the key. Well, putting that team together, I think I think one of the things I learned from from listening to him was that experienced team needs to be put together prior to you taking out the the bond. They really are stressing that this is it's not it's, it, before you take out that bond. You want to make sure you have the team in place to be able to manage the money because you know right out of the gate you want to make sure that you're managing that money because once you bond it and you're putting it into the fund. You're, you're out of the gates immediately. And if you're not doing that correctly, that's where the risk comes into play. And I think that was one of the things that he, that this gentleman had stated that, um, you know, if you're not prepared for that, you can easily get into a position to which that you are, um, you're, you're creating that second unfunded liability. Yeah. And I know you've suggested, and, and we have some letters here that we're going to read in a minute, mm -hmm. um, that the city look into uh, um, Mass Prim, which mm -hmm. is the Massachusetts Pension Reserves Investment Management. Yes, it is. So the reason why we, we right now at the city that the at the Quincy Retirement Board, I think they they invest into what's called PRIT, which is it's kind of a, um, a la carte version of Prim. It's not managed; they're not completely managed by um, by Prim, but you can get some of the um, you can invest into them. And they're 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 as risky as the other pieces of investments that they're they're going they're, that they invest in as well. But where Prim what Prim would do is they're the professionals. You basically would be putting a portion, or you could put all of it into Prim, and they would have like a five year contract to which they would be managing both the highs and the lows of the investments. And you know, without without absolutely guaranteeing, but pretty much a good guarantee that they're going to make sure that they're meeting your minimum marks, if not higher. That's that's the goal. Right. <laughs> and, and that's what you need. We, we need to make at least the minimum, but not we'd rather make the maximum that we can and be prepared that um, and have the advisors that when the market does turn that, you know, you know how to move that move your assets so that you can, you know, stay up, stay afloat because it's the yeah. biggest problem. So I think you'd feel more um, assured, and I think some other counselors would feel better if mm -hmm. it was managed by, by professionals, an team, yeah. or brought into prim. Yeah. Um, so that that leads me to um, the other the other thing. Just to, just to touch on this, okay. the other thing that um, the reason why that that secures things is that you know it's it's a lot of responsibility for um, for the 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 investment board for the retirement board. That doesn't mean they don't have to play a part. They still play a part, but to put that responsibility on them when they meet when they when they're not meeting it, it's just adding four hundred seventy five million dollars, almost a billion dollars of investment. It's it's a huge responsibility, and we should be making sure that we're going to be able to make those marks and do the best that we possibly can. And that is the reason why I think it's so important. That's how you manage something is by making sure that you are you are covering every asset you can. Okay, um, so I think it's time for. Listener mail. Mm -hmm. um, we have three pretty 
pretty long letters, uh, and I think these were maybe copied to fellow counselors too, right? Mm -hmm. To your fellow counselors. Mm -hmm. uh, the first one is um, from Tom, I believe. Um, Dear Mayor Coke, Councilor President Lang, and members of the City Council, in the last few months there has been a lot of discussion about the city bonding its unfunded pension liability, currently estimated at $475 million. There is an ancillary issue that deserves to be vetted as part of these discussions as well. Whether the city should continue to manage the investments of the pension fund or whether the investment management responsibilities of the fund should be transferred to another entity. As has been stated publicly, the city's pension fund has underperformed in terms of the investment returns generated. Quincy is not alone in this regard. The 2017 report published by the Pioneer Institute discusses the issue and offers some compelling reasons why investment management of local pension funds would be better performed by the Commonwealth's Pension Reserve Investment Management Board, PRIM. Mm -hmm. Due to better- I agree. <laughs> due to better investment returns, more attractive investment options, decreased fiduciary risk, and enhanced focus on operations for the local board and lower investment expenses due to PRIM's pricing advantages. Mm -hmm. As of the year 2020, PRIM managed $86.9 billion in assets. It has also been estimated that PRIM manages over two-thirds of all the public pension assets in the state. Mm -hmm. Of the roughly 100 local, regional, and agency public pension systems in Massachusetts, 38 of them have elected to transfer 100% of their assets to PRIM. Based on the 2019 PRAC <laughs> annual reports, uh, PRIM has outperformed the city over the past five years by 0.86%. That's PERIC. Oh, PERIC, I'm sorry. 8.08 <laughs> um, versus 7.22% over the last 10 years by 1.1%. I'm going to skip this part. And over the last 35 years, 9.54% um, versus 8.23. If the $475 million bond is approved, the city's pension fund would then total about $850 billion, million, and that a continued 1% underperformance would equate to $8.5 million in lost earnings initially and even more in subsequent years as the fund increases in value. Mm -hmm. At these levels, lost earnings over the course of a 20 to 30 year bond could amount to hundreds of millions of dollars. It is my sincere hope in raising the issue that the city puts history and tradition aside and instead focuses on the future by taking action now so that the city does not find itself with another large unfunded pension liability down the road. Mm -hmm. Accordingly, the city could would do well to immediately begin the process of transitioning the investment management responsibilities of the city's pension fund to prim. And I absolutely agree. I rounded up. So when I was coming to 9 million, I was just 900 million times 1% <laughs> is $9 million. But I absolutely agree um, with with the sentiments of that, um, that of Tom, because I think we do have to think of it's not just about it's not just about uh, getting the unfunded pension liability off of, of meeting the marks of being there by 2037. It's also making sure it's managed correctly. And that's the way to go. Okay. And then this one is from Jackson. Um, this is also, um, he's suggesting Prim. Uh, Prim has had a strong performance relative to its benchmarks. It is a much larger pool of assets which can negotiate better terms with investment managers and other vendors. Adding a couple of board members seems quite uncertain to produce results and involve all the hassle and delay of a homeroom petition. Mm -hmm. Home rule petition. In the best case, additional board members are not going to provide the additional 
access to investments and greater diversification available to a larger investment pool like PRIM. The, the, the performance information for the city's pension plan on the website is quite old from 2015 and includes no benchmark information. Mm -hmm. The quality of disclosure does not inspire a great deal of confidence. And that's the key right there too, Kevin, is that if you have it with Prim, they're managing it, they're being able to they're able to meet the marks, be able to make quality of quality of investments, and then what he just suggested adding two people are it's not gonna change really much. Yeah. And the last one is So from, thank you, Jackson. From Chris, I am contacting you to express my concerns with the proposed four hundred and sixty million dollar bond uh, issuance. Uh, my concerns are as follows. Need to understand how Issuing 30-year bond versus annual funding through the city budget is saving money. Who is providing oversight of the city pension liability and investments? A condition of approving this bond should be that all savings should be placed into a revenue into a reserve fund for future pension obligations. And then what controls are in place or will be put in place to ensure pension liability is fully funded on a current basis? I would encourage you to read the full credit report for the city issued by Standard & Poor's. And then one of the bullet points, um, because the city's pension actuar actuarially determined contribution is built on what we view as weak assumptions and methodologies, we believe it increases the risk of unexpected contribution escalations. Mm -hmm. So, and then he just ends. From my perspective, this credit report indicates a weakness in the management of the city's pension funds. Um, an in-depth review of the city's pension funds should be conducted to determine if there is an appropriate oversight by qualified individuals in, with investment experience. Mm -hmm. um, accurate assumptions are being utilized to calculate the pension funding and are the pension funds properly invested to produce the required investment returns. Yeah. So again, it goes back to management and making sure that you are, you know, you're 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 looking at these things and making sure that you have the right people to manage this large investment um, and to secure that we're not going to have a second unfunded um, pension obligation to the city of Quincy because this is the long road. This is not going to be something that you, you're going to know in the next, you know, five or ten years. And it's going to be 10, 15, 20 years down the road, it's, 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 it, will, it will determine whether that's there. And I think some people who are doing this now are basically saying, I'm not going to be around then, so let's just get this fixed now. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, so that wraps up that for, you for love, this. You for, love numbers, Kevin. Yeah, for this, <laughs> um, for that subject. Yeah. Um, we do want to touch upon. They are going to have, just so, just for people oh, yeah. that are interested, they are going to be having another finance meeting on that, but we're going to be starting, the, we're going to be starting talking about the actual budget as well. So stay uh, tuned. I was going to switch to another subject. You but are. jamming it within two meetings, three meetings, and then having a vote seems. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. quick. No, no public input. Yeah. <laughs> Um, other than these great letters. Yeah. Um, so there, uh, we want to touch base on the Marymount Park proposed bridge mm -hmm. to Pine Island. Uh, there are two upcoming actions. Wednesday, June 2nd, 2021 at 5.30 p.m. There's a Quincy Conservation Commission meeting, um, and that is a Zoom meeting. Mm -hmm. um, and then number two is uh, there's a June 15th uh comment deadline to MEPA. So um, if you're concerned with this, please send something in. So this was, we touched upon this the last in the last podcast and, and people were really upset because they didn't know about it, couldn't get onto the meeting. These, the, the, the uh, conservation committee is very important. Everybody should, should, anybody who's concerned about it should log on, learn more about it. Unfortunately that night, I think at the same time at 5.30, the city council will be having 
their um, finance meeting. So unfortunately, yeah. counsel, I won't be able to join it. So it's concerning to me, but make sure you do join it. And just to touch, Jace, on what we're talking about there, there is a proposed bridge and, and um, Quincy Making Waves uh, sent out an email. And here's just some of, the, some of the issues they have. The project is said to be a pedestrian walkway, but the scope of the structure is a bridge. 12 and a half feet wide by 450 feet long, pilings every nine feet driven 30 to 60 feet deep. Um, the bridge is 12 feet at its highest point from Blacks Creek. At the MEPA meeting on May 20th, it was said that the bridge would not support an ambulance or fire equipment, but would support a utility vehicle, SUV. This bridge will be lit from dusk to dawn with amber solar lighting. Um, and then uh, it's, an, it's on an estuary. An estuary is an area where fresh and saltwater mix, Black Creek's, Black's Creek runs into Quincy Bay and the tide reverses the current at, at, creeks, at the creek's mouth. Estuaries have been called the cradles of the ocean because they shelter the eggs and young of many sea animals. So uh, they have a long list of concerns. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll read just a couple because I know we're running pretty long. long. <laughs> Damage to the estuary, the construction, as well as the magnitude of the bridge itself and increased human and vehicular traffic to this untouched area. A disruption to the ecosystem, loss of sanctuary for coyote, fox, turkey, osprey, owls, um, added foot traffic, added trash to the estuary, um, introduces a play area for teenagers to graffiti. Please visit Quincy Quarries. You'll, you'll notice the spray paint on everything. Quincy's qu neighbors question where the police presence is at the mount when kids are very frequent to drink. Pine Island's close by and will be no different once you can get there without getting your feet wet. Uh, teenagers throwing things from the bridge into the Blacks Creek estuary. I would say it's probably not just teenagers. Um, <laughs> like teenagers jumping from the bridge that's 12 feet high. That would be a pretty big concern. Uh, visual eyesore over what is now a passive, beautiful estuary. So, so And that was from Quincy Making Waves, correct? Yeah, and yep. they want to join with Quincy. QCAM? Yeah. Um, so the most important thing to take away from this is that there's two meetings, um, or two times, two times, and one is um, the two, two meetings. One meeting is June 2nd, and that's the Quincy Conservation Committee meeting at 5:30, and you can find that information out. Um, we'll have it at the bottom of our podcast, but we'll also it will also be at um, quincymass.net, quincyma.org, and um, you'll be able to look that on the agendas. And then also the the time I think you have until June 15th to write in in regards to this. I think it's Quincy. Ma.gov. Oh, did I mess yeah. that up? Sorry. I, um, oh, I said org. Yeah, I yeah. definitely messed up. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> there is some weekend. other stuff I wanted to get to, but we definitely can't do that right now. But um, and then the last thing we want to touch upon is uh, our friends at uh, Pride. Mm -hmm are having the annual uh, Pride event. Yep, I'm very excited because they're going to be able to have it in person. They're going to be at Pageant Field on June 6th from 12 to 4. So Quincy That's a Pride, Sunday. It's a Sunday, yep. So Quincy Pride will be hosting um, the Pride event. Mm -hmm. And um, I hope I can, I hope I'll be able to see many of my friends there. And I'm looking forward to it. So, yeah. and, uh, you know, great very event. excited. Yep, it's a great event. It's a great family event. And, you know, I'm just happy that people are going to get to have some celebrations again. Yeah, yeah. it's exciting. All right. So that does it for part two. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you again on City Limits. All right. Thank you. Thanks.